everybody welcome to pts3 safe sanity podcast today we have myself marilise i'm a senior at lehman yay lehman you want to introduce yourselves ladies i am ana patricia i am a junior also at lehman college and i am araba a champon and I'm also a junior at Lehman College, majoring in chemistry. Yay. So we're just going to get into some icebreakers. You want to take it away, Ana Patricia? Sure. So we want to play a game called No Smiling. Um, the purpose of this game is tell each other jokes and not laugh at them. So I know that Mary Liz is very excited to tell us her jokes. So. You can go and start. Okay. Well, if I laugh at my own joke, does that count? Uh, no, no. Okay. It doesn't I'm already count. laughing because it's so terrible. <laughs> what do you call a singing laptop? You're smiling already. <laughs> I don't know what. Both of you lost. Both of you are smiling already. I smiled because she was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the answer is Adele. What? <laughs> you forget the question. Okay. What do you call a standing a singing laptop? Oh, Adele. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it. <laughs> oh, a singing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> your turn, your turn. Okay. Um... Why is Peter Pan always flying? Because he's in a pan. No. No, you're you lost, Marilise. You're laughing already. I'm only laughing because of what Araba said. That didn't make any sense. And she made me laugh. <laughs> um, that's my answer. Wait, what, why is Peter Pan flying? Yeah, why is Peter Pan always flying? Because he has no legs. Peter Pan has legs. He's always flying because he never lands. Get it? I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Oh man. All right, I'll go next again. Get ready, guys. This is a good one. Why do bees have sticky hair? Because they sting. No. Because they are we talking about like honeybees? It just says why do bees have sticky hair? Um, so they can stick on you. Bees have sticky I don't know. Okay. Um I don't know if it counts as Araba losing because she was smiling after she answered and tried to hide herself but I saw her and you're smiling right now. So you lost. It's because they use honeycombs. Honeycombs. <laughs> I know it was bad, it was funny. <laughs> Try. 
It's okay. Okay, I have a last one. Have any of you ever taken a physics or astronomy class? No, I mean that's not the joke. I'm I'm asking. <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Physics. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just I've been waiting to tell this joke to someone because it's it's like physics related. <laughs> okay, so uh, Neutron comes into a bar and asks how much for a drink, and the bartender answers for you no charge. Because neutrons. Oh, because they're neutrons. Yeah, they don't have charge. Yeah. <laughs> through with but, some jokes. <laughs> oh my god, I feel embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> Never. It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Okay, I got one. Uh oh. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not prepared for this. Uh oh, hold on. I don't know. I feel like I have an answer, but I don't know if it's appropriate. It's like at the butcher. Here it says, right where you left it. Okay, that wasn't funny. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. What was it? Wait, can you tell it again? Where do you find a cow with no legs? Oh. Right where you left Oh. <laughs> I was somewhere for it to move because it has no legs. I was going to wow. say a hamburger. A hamburger. What? That's a great answer. <laughs> Well, right where you left it. <laughs> I like the hamburger better. I like it. Okay, should we move on for yeah. to would Let's you rather some, questions? Let's do some more icebreakers. All right. Okay, ladies. Would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse mermaid? Um, I I don't like fish. So I guess I would like to be a centaur. <laughs> what is a reverse centaur or a reverse mermaid? I need to so, know this first. So like, like a reverse horse, right? Yeah, so you see like how mermaids are half fish, half human. So like the fish part is the, the bottom part. So, so if it's reversed, your upper part will be a fish and then you will have, it will be a fish with legs. Like I wouldn't want to be either of these things. If I have human legs with like a horse body or a fish body, <laughs> I get no benefits. Like at least if I had a fish bottom, I could swim really good. If I had horse like I could like run really fast. I mean, but I you could reverse. you could go to the like you can breathe underwater if you choose to be a half mermaid. But just thinking about running, you could run in the water, but it's gonna be. Can you, can, <gasps> can you imagine running in the water? That's it's crazy. I think I the water is too riskless for you to run because, like, air is. Well, <laughs> I don't swim. Those of you who swim, are you able to walk? That sounds like a mess. That just sounds like a mess. I don't know. It's just too heavy, too much work. Okay. Um, let's do another one. Would you rather have free Wi-Fi whenever you whenever you go or be able to drink up unlimited free coffee at any coffee shop? Free Wi-Fi all the way. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of coffee, so. I cannot drink coffee because if I drink coffee, um, I get very sleepy, and so. Me too. I would. I rather have Wi-Fi. Honestly, I feel like I can get my own coffee. It's the Wi-Fi that ruins my life when I go traveling, or if I'm like in a weird place that has no telephone wire pole things. I'm just like, where's the Wi-Fi? I need to be able to play my Pokemon Go. <laughs> you know when I'm out or like text my friends or something or if you're in like a really big um department store sometimes you can't even call like the person you went shopping with because it just doesn't the call doesn't go through mm -hmm. so I would definitely choose wi-fi you want to do one more sure um would you rather have unlimited international first class tickets or never have to pay for food at restaurants? Unlimited international first class tickets. Tickets are ridiculously expensive, especially when you're traveling outside the country. Yep. So I'm going for that. And it's first class. Yes. I mean, I don't eat out a lot, so I don't mind not having to pay at a restaurant, but tickets. <sighs> um i i mean that's a tough one i think i would agree with the tickets because they're so expensive and i feel like even if you travel to like any type of country you can always find some type of cheap food whether it's like street food or like a cafe or something um but then the other half of me wants to choose food because it would be amazing to just like never worry about paying for anything like oh take your friends to a restaurant eat whatever you want like you can get like the steak and the lobster and not have to worry about paying like hundreds of dollars so it's a tough one it's a tough one i would rather the unlimited international first class tickets i would like to travel a lot and since i'm a picky eater like i'm pretty sure if i go to a restaurant i'm gonna always go for like i don't know cheeseburger or something like that so i can pay for that Okay, sounds good. Okay, so that was fun, but let's get a little serious here. So we're going to talk about studying and we're going to discuss study styles. So study styles is basically the way you learn. We have three ways you could learn, and that is auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. So auditory is when you learn best by hearing. Visual is when you learn best by seeing. And kinesthetic is when you learn best by doing or experiencing. So I know I am a visual learner. I don't know if you all know which kind of learner you are, but I'd want to know. Ana Patricia, do you know? Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. I think I am a visual learner, but uh, I am not sure. What about you, Marilis? I think I'm a mix of visual and hands-on learning. Um, is there a way that we can figure this out? Is there like a quiz or something? Yes. So there is a quiz that I prepared. So if we could pull out our phones right now and go to our 
browser, just type in howtostudy.com. So how hyphen to hyphen study.com and then scroll down to the assessments and choose the first test, which is learning styles. And then we're gonna go into it. How long do you think this quiz is gonna be? Okay, so it's 30 questions, approximately five minutes to get done. I'm just gonna read the first two questions and then we could go into the rest of air and share our results. So uh, the first one is, I need to participate in an activity in order to learn how to do it. That sounds a lot like me. The next one is, I am good at drawing things. Uh, I can draw stick figures, so I guess someone like me. <laughs> that sounds like me. I love to draw everything. I will draw the diagram, I'll draw the cell, all that stuff. Okay, so let's take our test off and then share our results. So this test was pretty accurate. It says I'm a visual learner. Your results? Uh, I am a visual learner as well. I'm a visual learner too. Wow. <laughs> okay, that, that is crazy. That's really crazy. <laughs> All right. So I okay. think we should just talk a little bit about the type of subjects that we've studied for and how we've used the knowledge of our learning style to study better and get good grades. What do you guys think? That sounds good. All right. Let's do... Let's do math. I mean, math is one of those things that either you love it or hate it. But regardless of that, it's always going to be a prereq for somebody. I mean, there's probably like a very small amount of people who don't need to do math for their, for their degrees. So um, AP, do you have any tips on studying um, math? Yeah, I do. I actually enjoy math. I like taking math classes I think it's really fun uh, so what I usually do is I always take notes in class uh, for me to follow the lectures I need to be writing the problems that are done in class and so before any exam or quiz I review those problems and redo them without looking at the answers and then later on I go and check if I did the correct steps and if I did something wrong then I will know where I made a mistake what about you do you have any tips I would say my tip is very similar to yours um, I believe math is something that needs to be practiced often um, it takes a lot of motor skills like writing out the problems to um, activate that memorization in your mind so that you know okay this is the problem that I need to solve this is how I do it um, one of the things that I used when I was taking calculus is I would solve a problem, but every step that I did, I would write out what step I was doing and why I was doing it. And I think it helped me when it came time to study or even teach someone else how to do the problems because sometimes in math, we skip over steps because we know them in our mind. But when it comes to teaching someone else or like tutoring, 
that other person may not know those steps. And um, I even in class, sometimes you see like the professor might write um, the process of how to solve, but they might not write every step because they assume that you know it. Yeah. So I think not skipping any steps, at least just for like your first draft of problem solving. So you always have like good notes to look back on and see like what steps you need to take. And maybe you can use that to recognize um, future problems. And if they're similar, you can use the same steps to solve them. Okay, now biology. Biology is my favorite and I am biased because I'm a bio major. So I was lucky enough um, this past fall semester to take mammalian physiology with Professor Munsell. And let me tell you, he is the best professor for visual learning. Even though we were online, he had a whiteboard that he would bring on camera. And every topic he taught us, he would draw a diagram for. And we would have to draw it with him. So I think in that aspect, it does add some of these learning styles together. Like you have the visual aspect, watching the professor do it. And then you have like the hands-on experience of drawing it yourself and having a copy for yourself. And I think it helped a lot of the students remember um, these tough topics in biology that otherwise it would be hard to like explain them, especially like distance learning. So I do um, recommend drawing diagrams and making them fun, making them colorful. I think that's very helpful. And I'm gonna talk about chemistry because I'm a chemistry major. So with chemistry, what I do is I solve questions a lot and a lot and a lot of questions. Because when I solve the questions, I kind of take a photograph in my head. So when I see the question somewhere else, I just recognize it and then I'm able to solve. I know the steps and I could just close my eyes and do it. I know. So um, that's one thing that I do. But also I get a notebook and then I solve all my questions in one notebook. So if I'm doing chemistry, which I'm talking about, or any other subject, I do it in one notebook and I could go back and reference. I found that it was good to do that because sometimes, let's say you take chemistry one and then you take chemistry two, there's some concepts in chemistry one that you still need to remember in order to solve some questions in chem two. So you could just go back to those questions that you solved on that topic and just refresh your mind on it. So I found that was good. And one other thing is utilizing YouTube videos because I see the thing getting done on camera and then I'm able to remember to be able to solve my questions later on. So that's what I do and that's what has been working for me. I have a question for you. Um, do you use Organic Chemistry Tutor on YouTube? Yes, Organic Chemistry Tutor. Is there like another person that you like to watch on YouTube? Um, Khan Academy has good um, 
questions too. And then there's one other person called Leah. She also has good ones because she does a lot and I like the pictures. Okay, um, I'm gonna talk about computer science classes. Um, uh, well, the last two professors that I had for my uh, CMP classes, uh, we will uh, always like, he will, the professor will always write um, like diagrams of how each um, algorithm works. So for example, if we're talking about trees, he will draw a tree and show us how the tree will work. Um, also like whenever we will trace code, we will trace it by drawing it out so we can see how everything's working in the computer. So I guess uh, it's very important to also make those drawings when you are listening to the lecture. Uh, so you can also understand, well, that's how I understand how everything works. Um, also, it's very important to take advantage of their professor's office hours because they have those hours for you to go and ask questions. So if you're feeling too shy to ask a question during lecture or you, uh, let's say you thought that you understood the concept and then later on you realize that you didn't understand one little thing, uh, set an appointment with your professor and ask questions. That's um. That's very important because then you are making like a bond with your professor and they will recognize you for little things like internships. Uh, also, like before reaching out to your professor, whenever you are doing uh, your homework or your tutor, it's important for you to Google the message error that you get. So yeah, most of the time you're going to find the answers in the internet. So that's very important to first do your own research. And if you don't find any answers, then ask for help. It, that shows you how to look for your own answers. And yeah, also coding takes a lot of time. So as soon as you get any project or homework, you should start working on it as soon as possible, especially because you're gonna have more time to ask questions and to get answers on time. Coding is not for procrastinators. Believe me, you are going to suffer a lot if you procrastinate. And lastly, I will say that if your professor sets a group chat with all your classmates to take advantage of it and to ask questions in that group chat, because if someone else has the same questions as you, um, you will get an answer and everyone will see it. So everyone is learning from your own questions or you can also like help others if they are having like a similar problem that you were having before, but yeah. Can I ask a question um, to either one of you? How has your experience been going to office hours during virtual learning? For me it has working really good. Uh, I will usually make an appointment with my professor like every week of like almost every day that he had office hours and those were like 15 minutes meetings and I would get the answers that I needed so yeah I I recommended it a lot 
of course I will recommend it, but I am not a huge user of <coughs> office hours. But um, yeah, because mostly uh, I get what the professor is teaching right there in class, but for the previous semester since we moved online, it hasn't been that easy. I found myself going to office hours a lot more often than I usually would. So, and that was for classes that I was really, I didn't really have the opportunity to interact with the professors because my classes were mostly smaller classes. So you could just talk to the professor and yeah. So it's definitely good to use, but just, I mean, just to create a bond with a professor, it's good to use because you need your recommendations. Yeah, I agree. Sounds good. So anyone who's listening right now, if you're feeling nervous or scared about attending office hours, maybe you feel awkward, maybe you just don't know what to expect. I think it's good to just put yourself out there and go meet your professor. Um, a lot of scholarships, internships, and opportunities that you're going to get or that you want to get during your academic career, you're going to need multiple letters of recommendation. And your professor is going to be the best person to get it from. So take advantage of office hours for sure. Right. That is very true. Thank you, Marilise. One more thing that I wanted to mention is that um, as we discover our learning styles, we also have to learn how to adjust them to work in our situation. So for me, being a visual learner, I, I realized that being on campus and going to class, going to labs were the best way for me to learn. But when we came online, it was very difficult for me to focus, for me to um, concentrate and for me to study because my professors were mostly using audio, were mostly using audio um, to teach because I don't see them. I have to see you to see what, to understand what you're saying. So it was a little difficult so you just have to find a way that will help you. And there are so many applications on the internet to help you with that. And with that being said, moving on to the next segment. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about focus and concentration. This is a common theme that we see going around um, during this time of online learning. People are at home, they're very comfortable and they're having a hard time focusing on the tasks that they need to accomplish. And, you know, it's very real, it's affecting everyone. So I think it's good for us to address this and see if we could help somebody. I'm gonna start off with the workspace. So I have two views on this. I've seen a lot of articles that talk about having a designated workspace and how it's important to have like one space that you only use 
for completing assignments or working from home or whatever it is that you do during the day. But my problem with that is not everyone has that luxury. If you have a big family and you might live in a small apartment, you're not always going to have like one space designated for you that's quiet all the time or that's available all the time, especially if you have um, siblings that might be going to school as well. Maybe you're sharing a desktop computer with multiple people. So for me, you know, I do have sometimes family coming over and I do have a desk that I can use that is quiet. But my other issue is I get bored and I don't want to sit in the same spot all the time. It's boring. I get distracted so easily. Um, so what I like to do is move around. If I see that there's a place in my house that nobody is in, I'm going to take advantage and go over there with my laptop or with my paperwork and just work on whatever assignment I need to do at the time. So a couple different workspaces that I use. One is my desk. The second one is my kitchen table. Right after dinner, everyone is full and they wanna hang out in the living room. So I'll take advantage, I'll clean up after dinner and I'll just go study a little bit while I'm in there. Another place is the living room couch. If you get really good headphones where they cancel noise, you can study basically anywhere if you just really focus. Um, and it's comfortable. You could be on your living room couch. You can spend time with your pets or your family and still feel like you're included, but also get your work done. Um, the last place I want to talk about is my terrace. I know a lot of people do not have outdoor space, their apartments, um, and I'm lucky to have that. So that is one of the places that I use to study if weather permits. Right now it's pretty cold, so I don't go out there. But like if it's summertime or one of those nice, warm, random winter days, I might go out there for 15, 20 minutes and just draft an essay or make a few phone calls. I think it's good to switch it up sometimes. If you're like me, a student who just loses motivation and focus quickly, I think it's good to move around. Okay, I will talk about staying off social media. Our phone is a big, big, big distraction. We are on our phones 24 seven. And whenever, whenever we need to try and do some homework, we cannot concentrate or focus completely because we have our phones. So something that I always do is I leave my phone uh, under my pillow in my bed and I go and sit on the desk and work. And I put my phone on not disturb because if I hear notifications, I'm gonna get distracted and then I'm gonna go back. And since the phone is in the bed, I'm gonna lay down and scroll through notifications. So I put my phone up on not disturb. And since I don't receive many calls and many messages, like I don't worry. So that's good. Also, I use um, apps to stay concentrate, concentrated and to take breaks as well. Uh, I use the Pomodoro technique where you study for 25 minutes and then take a five minutes break and you do that for four times. Then after the fourth time, you can take a longer break. Uh, some of the apps I use are called Focus Keeper, which is a free app 
that you can find on Apple Store or Google Play. Also, one of my mentees talked to me about this, this other app called Tomato Timers, where whenever you are taking a break, um, a tomato does like a little dance. And so that was really cute. And so I'm going to start using that one from now on. But yeah. Please let me know what that app is because I would love a little tomato dancing on my phone. Yeah, I will send you the link. <laughs> okay. Another thing I want to bring up is, and I know you might not like that I'm bringing this up. I'm sorry in advance, but you have to get out of your bed and you have to get dressed. I know you're home. I know it seems redundant. Like, why do I have to get dressed if I'm not leaving or if nobody's going to see me? I'm just going to be honest with you. When you get up and you change into other clothes, you're automatically going to feel more motivated throughout the day. If you're still in your pajamas, the easiest thing for you to do is crawl back into your bed and go to sleep. But if you do that, you're losing your precious hours. You're, you're losing hours of your life that you could be studying, spending time with your family and friends if you can, um, researching, watching YouTube videos, whatever it is that you do. If you spend your time sleeping and doing all these things, you're not going to have enough time to, to, add, well, to put into your education, to put into your studying, to put into your social life. So please, when you wake up, get out of the bed. Do not join your class while you're laying down in bed. Do not be on Zoom calls while you're laying on your pillow. That's not going to help your motivation, I promise you. And get out of your comfy pajamas. I know they're comfy. I know they're cute. But I think that just allows you to be too comfortable and you risk falling asleep somewhere. And we don't want that. I agree. I feel like changing your pajamas in the morning helps you wake up because, I mean, my cold, my, my, cold, my room is really cold in the morning especially during the winter. So when I change out of my pajamas, like I wake up because the cold is hitting my body. So yeah. Another thing I want to mention is I understand that it might be a little difficult reaching out to other students during this time. But if you ever get a chance and you're in a class, um, use the chat feature and talk to the other students in your class and see if they want to form study groups because most likely they are. They might be scared to be the first one to, to say it. But if you are that brave person and you just ask, hey, who wants to join a study group? You can do it real easily. You can do a WhatsApp chat. You can make a Discord. You can do a lot of things where you can just have a space for all of you to congregate safely and help each other with work because it is difficult learning online. But there might be a student who can help you and you might be able to help someone else. So please take advantage of that. Don't be scared. The worst that can happen is that maybe one or two people don't wanna join your study group, but I guarantee you that you'll have at least one or two people who are just waiting for someone to ask. Just be that person, be brave. So the next thing we'll talk about is canceling um, distractions. So there may be so many things in your way 
topic Marilise and Anna Patricia said before that could distract you aside from being in bed you could also have noise in the background so we recommend using noise cancellation headphones so that you'll be able to fully focus and not like turn every time there's a sound around you and you could listen to music with no words so jazz is my jam so i do jazz but you could do classicals or you know just like na nature sounds like the rain or the ocean i use that to sleep it makes me sleep but it might help you <laughs> jazz helps me study but then the other sounds just makes me more relaxed so that's one recommendation and also uh instrumental music yeah i think there's a study that says that instrumental music helps you to memorize and to fully concentrate when you are studying i have I remember that back in high school, my professor will put like instrumental music whenever we would take a test. And at first it was annoying, but then like 30 minutes in, I was already in the zone writing my essays for those exams. So I guess it helps. Um, yeah, I will get good notes on those exams. So maybe you should try it. Yeah. Uh, music helps me best when I am, when I don't need to focus too much. Like, no, when I need to focus, but I don't need to focus too much. That does not make sense, but I hope to <laughs> try to explain it to you. So um, when I'm doing like uh, an exam and then I need full concentration, I cannot do music. But when I am maybe doing a task like solving math, I'm able to listen to music because it gets me to concentrate on what I'm doing and not what is going on in the background. And also I remember like, oh, maybe I was solving this question when I was listening to this line. So when I remember that line in the music, I'm able to remember what I was doing at that very moment. So yeah, and then when I'm reading, I cannot do music. Sadly, this is going to be the end of our episode. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. Before we leave in, we would like to leave you with some resources for you to learn how to study better and how to concentrate better. So first we have a brief recommendation called Studies Matter Not Harder by Kevin Paul. Uh, this is a recommendation from our mentor Arava. Arava, would you like to tell us a little bit about this book? Okay, so this book, um, I got it way in elementary school to learn how to study. So I found it really interesting because of the title, study smarter, not harder. So we always say study hard, study hard, but then actually we have to be smart 
about the way we study because if you don't know the kind of learner you are and you're using the wrong methods to study you're always going to find it difficult doing excellent in class but um this book this book helped me um learn the kind of learner I was gave me tips on how to study according to my style and just a, a motivation on its own and the reason why I am recommending this is because this changed my life so I hope it changes your life too thank you very much for that recommendation lastly if you would like to know what kind of learner you are remember that you can visit the same website with it, which is howtostudy.com. There you are going to find a test for your learning style, social skills, concentration, motivation, anxiety, procrastination, and self-esteem. Also, uh, whenever you are done with your learning style test, it will give you tips on how to study, which I think is really awesome. So remember, howtostudy.com. So it's how-to-study.com. And this is going to be everything for today. Uh, stay safe, guys. Remember to always wear your masks when you go out and to wash your hands. And yeah. And social distance. Thank you, guys. Take care.